Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Peter Mansfield, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Daggy Woodman, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands and let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this opportunity to receive your word. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Sweet Holy Spirit, be in control of this service. Minister to everybody present. May your name be glorified. May your name be exalted. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Say another amen. Speak God's word to you. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Johnny. Wow, I mentioned your name in my house yesterday. I'm like a prophet, I tell you. What a shock. A prophet like Moses asked, says that, will I raise from amongst you? So God usually raises somebody from your midst to you. Hallelujah. Those of you are expecting a prophet from Zimbabwe. I'm from Peter Marisbeck, all right? <laughs> okay. Good, good. I wanted to say something um, about the song ministration. You know, the song ministration, this, this is a scripture in the Bible that I've always been trying to understand when the bible says then we will say death where's your victory grave where's your sting do you get it like we will laugh at death okay we will laugh at the usually when somebody dies we cry but the bible says that we will laugh at death do you get it huh. now i realize that you can only laugh at death when you have used your life to serve god I say it again. You can only laugh at death when you have used your life to serve God. So that scripture, it says, it ends by saying, um, therefore, my brethren, be something, something, always abounding, be steadfast and movable. So don't be moved. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. When you have used your days to serve God, that's when we will laugh at death. But if you have used your days to save yourself, there will not be much to laugh about because this is in the resurrection. When we all rise from the dead, some people will laugh at death. May you be able to laugh at death. Amen. Amen. Also, um, I think the pulpit stats were fantastic. I don't know. It doesn't get better than this. You know, it was fantastic. It's a good start. And let's continue. Amen. I don't know why Lizzie was moving the chair because the brother wanted to land and sit on the chair and Lizzie removed the chair. But put your hands together for them. Good work. Wow. Use your time to do something for God and always see it as a privilege to do something for God. Not that you are being abused or you are being used. Sometimes when people do things for God, they think that they are are of benefit to 
God. Forgetting that God is just giving you an opportunity. I said an opportunity. As I'm preaching, God is just giving me an opportunity. Many of you sitting here listening to me can be better preachers than I am. Oh yeah, and I don't say it with, it's not like, no, 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 I have no, I don't have insecurities. The day I see you preaching better than me, I'll give you an offering. I'll be very excited. Yeah, Jesus said, greater works than this shall you do. Do you get it? Many of you will be better preachers. I mean, when I preach, by the time I preach it, sometimes, by the time I finish preaching, sometimes people are annoyed. But when spa preaches, people don't get annoyed. Is he not a better preacher? I mean, Pastor Speedway. I mean, sometimes when I finish preaching, people can't sit still in the church because my messages are too hot. But when Pastor Spa or Brother Spa preaches, people are very, when I look at the, usually I'm not here, but when I look at the pictures, people are smiling, especially Melanie. People are smiling nicely. Do you, do you get it? Huh. I mean, one day I was not here. I think I was preaching in Durban. And I saw the pictures on Monday. And I saw the way Melanie was smiling. So I asked, why don't you smile like that when I'm preaching? Do you get it? But today I have the answer. Do you, do you understand? Today I have the answer. I mean, they are better preachers. Do you get it? So as I've been selected as the one to preach today, it's an opportunity and it's a privilege that God has given to me. Amen. You are capturing the video today because it's an opportunity that God has given to you. It's not because, I mean, you were born at Sony. So you, I mean, you were born with a video camera in your belly. It's not true. God has just given you an opportunity. You would by now be capturing pornography with your camera, with that skill. Yeah, recording a pornographic movie. But God has just chosen you that. Come and record a pastor preaching. It's an opportunity. Somebody say amen. Wonderful. Like I said, let me get into it because I'm not spar. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Where is our schedule for um, December? I've not started preaching, okay? I'm just... You can even cut all this from the message. So that is... Yeah, but it's a message. Amen. For somebody, this is all God wants to tell you today. Say amen. All right. Up there is our important dates to note in the Christmas festivities. All right? Um, today happens to be the 13th of December, 2020. It only happens once in a lifetime. 13th of December, 2020. It won't happen again. All right? The next 13th of December will be 2021. All right? That's just by way of information. We'll have our Sunday, so we are having it now. On Tuesday, we have our final Tuesday night special. This Tuesday, I'm inviting you specially as your pastor to Tuesday night special. You have not come the whole year. This Tuesday, just come once. Something fantastic is about to happen. Amen. Good. On the 20th, which is next Sunday, we have our carol service. So we have what we traditionally know as the nine lessons and carols. All right, service. All right, if you don't know what it is, come for it, then you will know what it is. All right, powerful. And we have been preparing for it on Tuesdays. That's why you must come on Sunday when we are going through it. You will look lost. You know how, if you want to wear a, a dress that is oversized, 
you really can't find where your shoulder is where uh-huh. that's how it is like see man then on the 27th, 22nd, which is the next Tuesday, there'll be no service. There'll be no Tuesday night service, all right? Then on the 25th, which is Christmas, they will have our Christmas Day celebration. We'll have our exchange of gifts and all the things we do for Christmas. Amen. Say amen. Today we are going to choose partners for Christmas. Yeah. Okay, then the 27th, which is a Sunday, we'll have our Sunday morning service. So Christmas Day service is early in the morning, 10 to 12. Once we are done, you go home and have lunch with your family, all right? Then um, we have Sunday service on the 27th. Then 29th, that Tuesday, there will be no service here, all right? Then 31st December in the evening, 8 p.m., we'll have our Chalak crossover service. Amen. Wonderful. Great. So I'm sure you all understand. We'll repeat it again and again and again so that you don't forget. Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 8. Let's start from there. Today, last week I talked about thanksgiving. Today I'm talking about almsgiving. Amen. I said last week I talked about thanksgiving. Today I'm talking about almsgiving. Giving, giving of alms, all right? Great. So basically, I'm talking about giving, okay? Great. In, in Genesis 8, verse 22, the Bible, the Lord, after the flood of Noah, God sets a season, a set of four seasons in place that will never be taken away until Jesus comes. Amen. It says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, Summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. Amen. You know, God had destroyed the whole earth with a flood. And he had decided to start over again. Sometimes you must start all over. Sometimes you are, you are with something, it's not working. You must start all over again. Yeah. So God himself, he had the earth. He saw that if the earth was a church, he saw that it was not working. He destroyed it all and he started again. And he started with Noah again. And he said, from now that I'm starting with Noah, I'm setting four seasons in place. And it will always be there. He says, seed time and harvest. That's season number one. Okay? A set of seasons that every time that we will sow, we will... Then the next one is cold and heat. That's why when it's hot, no matter how much you pray, it will still be hot. Actually, when it's hot and you start praying, you are praying against God. You are praying against what God has put in place. He says, cold and heat. Summer and winter. That's why no amount of binding winter stops it from coming. When it is the season for winter, is the, you better get yourself some jackets and wear and stop wasting your time praying. Amen. Then he said, Day and night. How many of you realize that's what day and night is always around? After every night comes the day. That's why the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. After every night, there's a day. After every day, there's a night. Amen. So God set these seasons in place. Now, I want us to focus on the first season, which is seed time and harvest time. 
Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, verse number 1, the Bible says, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. Once you have been born, a time is going to come. You are going to pass on. It is appointed unto man once to die and after that, the judgment. Alright? So it's an inevitable end of everybody if Jesus doesn't come in your lifetime. Amen. Then it says, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. It means a time to sow and a time to reap. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Now, I'm bringing everything to a certain point, so follow me closely. Now, Solomon here is confirming that in this life and in this world that we are in, there's a time we must sow and there's a time we must reap. Amen. Now, giving is, 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 is what the Bible says, sowing and reaping. The Bible is metaphorically talking about giving and receiving. So Jesus said in Acts 20 verse 35 that it is more blessed to give. It is more advantageous to give than to receive. Hallelujah. Now the question is why do people not give then? Since it's more advantageous, it's more of a blessing to give than to receive. Why do, why, 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 why do people not give? I'll come to that in a second, but let me answer a question that I'm sure you are asking, so I want to answer it quickly to you. Now, as I'm, to- I'm not talking about giving of offerings per se. I'm talking about giving because Christmas is a season for giving. Christmas represents when God gave us a son. Do you get it? When God gave us a son. When God gave the greatest gift which is his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. So Christmas is about giving. And we are getting to a time where we are going to give gifts to one another. We are going to give um, offerings to the orphanage. We are going to give things to people. And it's, it's important that you have the right mind about giving or else you will never give. Or you will give something, very, something that is useless. And with giving, if you don't learn how to give or you don't teach yourself how to give, you will never give. Because giving doesn't come naturally. Giving doesn't look good. Many of us disagree with Jesus. Acts Acts 20, 35. We disagree with Jesus when he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. How do I know that we disagree? If we agree, we'll be giving. Is that not so? If we all agreed with Jesus, we'll be giving. And I understand why. Because when you use your mind, giving doesn't look like a good thing. Do, do you understand? Smart. Do you have a hundred rands? Do you have money? You don't, who has money? Real money? Okay, Yvonne, come. With your all. You have money? You all have money? Okay, Lungsta, come. Yvonne, it's okay. Thank you. Your money is, is keep it. Oh, no, no, no. Hold it. Hold your money. Come and stand here. How much is it? No, just take hundred for security purposes. Okay. Mr. Sparker. 
come and stand here. Now, Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So this brother is going to give and this brother is going to receive. Okay. So, brother, you believe in what Jesus said, ne? Read it. It's over there. Jesus, remember to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Okay. So, please do us the favors. Please get a picture. Get a picture. No, open the note well. Open the note well so that we can all see. Yeah, yeah. Now, give it to him. Give it. Good. Please. These two guys, go, go this way a bit so we can separate the blessed from the non-blessed. This guy and this guy. Let's just use our mind. Don't be super spiritual. Don't try to go to heaven before me. I'm saying that. Please hold the money so they can see it. So that it's like he's done some magic and the money is going back to him. Okay. Good. From just the use of your mind, which of them do you think is at an advantage? Forget the word blessed. At an advantage. How many of you believe? No, stop being spiritual. I, I know the way you think. Why are you making some small preaching difficult? Don't you all agree that this guy, his hundred runs richer, right? By just coming to church. And this guy is hundred runs poorer by the pastor knowing his name. <laughs> do, do, are you following what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So this is how our minds work. So then when it comes to giving, we don't see the benefit because anytime I give, I lose something. If I had 100 and I give 50, now I have 50 less. But the person who's receiving it now has 50 more. And in this case, he has 100 more. He can take his wife to McDonald's after church. Maybe this guy, the 100, was for milk for his baby. So after church, his wife will be waiting for him at home. And since the wife cannot get angry with the bishop, I mean, it's not a good thing to get angry with the bishop of the church. I mean, when did you come? When did you come? Do do you get it? It's not a nice thing. So instead of directing your anger for me at me, you have to channel it to your level. (laughs) Do you get it? So when he gets, and this guy is married to a colored lady, so when he gets home, Please, tomorrow morning you should call him to find out if he's still around. Are you following what I'm saying? Because colored people don't joke. No, 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 no. Do you understand? This is the reason why we do not give. But Jesus is saying that actually right now, the person who has acquired a blessing, the person who's at an advantage, the person who's moving forward, the person who's getting... Richard is this guy who has physically lost hundred runs, but in the spirit has sown a seed that will bring him 
perhaps a thousand runs, perhaps two thousand runs, perhaps ten thousand runs. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Please don't give the money back. Okay. You will spoil the blessing, so please. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, me, next time when I'm coming to church, I won't hold cash. This pastor, Tarellas, he has used for an example. <laughs> Your cash is finished. Yeah. First Corinthians, I think so, chapter number two or something. Let's look at verse 14. First Corinthians 2. This is where you have the famous scripture, eyes have not seen, ears have. I'm explaining to you why we cannot see that it's a blessing to give than it is to receive. Until you are spiritually minded, you can never see the connection between you giving something to somebody, you giving an offering, you giving something to somebody who's in need. You cannot understand how it makes you blessed. This morning, I look, I look in the mirror, I said to myself, I'm so blessed, it's even scary. Yeah, that's what I said to the guy in the mirror. I said, you are so blessed, it's, a, it's scary. Yeah. It's frightening. Last week, somebody asked me, how much do you earn? Because you are always giving things to people. So, where do you get the money from? I, I told the person, it's because of that question, that's why I'm teaching you this day. I told the person, giving... You have to learn. If you learn how to give, giving will become easy for you. Many of you struggle to give because you have not learned how to give. It says, verse 14, we don't have much time. Verse 14. It says, but the natural man, somebody who is carnal, who is just using numbers to calculate, is using what he can see. The natural man, he cannot receive the things of the spirit of God. That's why even after everything I said, I've said, if I call you now, I said, sister, come here. Do you have 20 runs? Give it to this sister. You will say no. Because your mind is still natural. For their foolishness unto him. Some of you are sitting there wishing, oh, pastor, why didn't you call me to use me for this example? Because what I'm saying, it is foolishness unto you. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. It means you have to be spiritual to understand what the pastor is saying. Hey, when we went to church last week, the pastor preached a very powerful message. But this week, he has taken the message into a certain place that I don't know where he's going. I hope that next week his wife will find him and bring him back onto the main road. They are spiritually discerned. If you are not spiritual, you cannot, we can preach for one million years. You cannot understand. You cannot get it. You cannot get it. You cannot get what, you are always waiting to get something instead of give something. Yeah. Today, we want to read, I think, 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians 9, Paul is teaching about giving. Butler, is that you? Wow, see me after church. God is talking, Paul is talking about giving. And this is the chapter where Paul teaches about giving. Okay? He taught the chapter before that he taught here also about giving. It will open our eyes to so many things. Today from here, 
Paul shows us five types of givers that exist. Five. I'm going to take you through them, then we close. Next week, God gives us a chance. We'll continue on this, our giving series. But before I get to this, I want to show you two types of givers you shouldn't become. Two types you shouldn't become. The first one is receivers becoming a receiver. Acts 20.35, Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Which presupposes that there are two actions in this scripture, giving and receiving. And giving and receiving are done by human beings. Okay? So somebody is the giver and somebody is the receiver. In other words, I'm saying, don't become spark. He was just receiving. There are people who are just simply receivers. There are people who are simply receivers. They only receive. That's all they do. They are predisposed towards receiving. They have positioned themselves towards receiving. They've inclined themselves to receive. In their minds, they want to receive. That's, you have people like that. They all, I have people, when I talk to I know they want to ask me for something. I always know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I was, even last week, I was, last week or last two weeks or the week before last year or, or around 1916, I was dealing with somebody. I asked a question. I just asked a question. The person's response made me know that the person wanted to ask me for something. So I stopped the conversation. Yeah, I don't know reply. That's all. Because as soon as I read the reply and I respond, the next thing will be to ask me for something. You can't, don't, don't you have people that when you are away, you know that the way the conversation, as soon as you are, have you eaten today, they will ask you for food. Stop looking at me like I am making something up. La. Tell your neighbor, la. As soon as you ask a question, sometimes even a simple, how are you? Pastor Zos, how are you? Ah, my mother has traveled. She didn't leave any food in the house. And the door is broken. And then the neighbors are eating. But me and my brothers and sisters are hungry. And we are here. The question was, how are you? It was just, we are, it's, called, it's what we call, we are exchanging pleasant trees. Hey, Pastor, but if I'm not fine, should I say that I'm fine? No, there are people like that. And I'm sure we have all encountered people like that. All have been people like that. Yeah, there are people that are predisposed towards receiving. Never would they give you anything. Always want to receive something. Always. But that's not how God has designed it. The second one. People will give nothing. People will give nothing. Hosea chapter 8, let's read 7 and 8. Bible says, for they have sown the wind and they reap the whirlwind. What it means is that when it's time to give, let's use offering 
as an example. When it's time to give, have you found? For they've sown the wind and they shall reap the whirlwind. And so, 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 it had no store. They had no stock. The bat shall yield no meal. This is what will happen after you give nothing. If it, it, if it, if so be, it yield. The strangers shall swallow it up. Even if there's a blessing coming, a stranger will come and swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now shall they be among the Gentiles as a vessel wherein is no pleasure. So let me give you an example. Like when it's offering, how do you take your offering? Let me use your hundred rands that you receive as if it comes to me, it's not coming back. So let's say this is the offering, okay? When you are giving, how would you give it? Like they are taking it, give an example. Okay, let me, let me give a proper example. Some people hold it like this. How many of you know people who hold offerings? It's lately that we thought that it's not a stone we are throwing at God, so let's hold it gently. We hold it like this. Now, those who sow the whirlwind, what they do is that when it's offering time, they catch the wind like this. Do you get it? They catch the wind like this, and then they sow it. So they have sown the wind. They catch the wind, and they sow it. So God also says, no problem. When it's harvest time, I will also, since my palm is bigger than yours, your palm can only catch the wind. When it's harvest time, my palm is bigger. Bible says, he holds the waters of the earth in the hollow of his palm. So all the, and the earth is made of about 60, 70% water. He holds all of it in the hollow of his palm. So you also catch a hurricane, a typhoon. He will catch it like that and also present it. Boom. Hallelujah. So try not to become somebody who gives nothing. Many of us don't give anything. Even offerings to give to God, we don't give. How much more will you give to your neighbor? When the Bible says no man can say he loves his, he, he hates his neighbor, yet he loves God. But God you cannot see. You say you love him, but your neighbor that you can see, you don't love him. How do we show our love for God? By our, to our neighbor. Where are you going to see God? To love him. Since you were born 42 and a half years ago, have you ever seen God? But you see your neighbor and you have to show the love that you have for God towards your neighbor. So when he says, you will love the Lord your God as, you, as soon as he finishes, you will love your neighbor. That's the next immediate thing. That, that's the practical way we will see it. Practical. Practical. But people who don't know. When it's time to show love to their neighbor, they catch. I saw somebody's post this week on Facebook. She said, those of you that when somebody puts a statement on Facebook and says that um, maybe they have a problem, so and so and so, then you just write, oh, shame. That's very sad. What will your sympathy do for the person at this time? Why don't you write? What the person is looking for is help. So why don't you rise up and help the person instead of writing, oh, this is very sad. Oh, mercy. Very sad news. Oh, shame. Sorry, okay. Do, do we eat sorry? To, to this after lunch, it's not going to be sorry. We are not going to eat sorry. I mean, can you imagine after church, I call, uh, uh, what's your name? Fanelli and Madeline to my office. I said, come and let's have lunch. Then when they can, I say, what's for lunch? I said, sorry, two, three, three packs of sorry. Three packs of sorry. Take your fork and knife and let's start to eat. 
where do you start cutting from? Do you cut from the S, the O, the R, the other R, or the Y? Yeah. Nothing. Give nothing. Yeah. Nothing. When you ask people for something, they start talking for a long time. They are not going to give. Let's go on. Let's go on. Now, the scripture we are coming to, where is it? Are you all quiet? I feel, I feel funny the way you are quiet. Mini, why are they all quiet? I should continue. Thank you very much. Thank you for giving me the go-ahead. Oh, 2 Corinthians 9, our original scripture. Today, that's where we are. Just two, three verses, or four or five, then we go home. He's talking about giving. Who has the message Bible? It says, verse 1, for us touching the ministering to the saints, which means the giving to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. It means that it is unnecessary for me. Superfluous means unnecessary to write unto you. Verse 2. If you have the, if anybody has the message, we'll use it at a point. For I know your forwardness. I know the forwardness of your mind for which I boasted, I boast of you to them of Macedonia. And that Achaia was ready a year ago. And your zeal has provoked many. So he said, this is the reason why I don't even have to talk to you about giving because I have boasted about you to many people. When it comes to giving, oh, you don't joke at all. Verse 3. Yet I have sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in, in this behalf, that, as I said, ye may be ready. He says, I'm going to send people to you to come and take an offering. I've already told everybody that as for you, you give. When it comes to giving to one another, when it comes to giving to the Lord, you give. I don't even have to talk about it anymore. But because I'm bringing guests, I don't want there to be a slip up. So I'm sending somebody to you to prepare you in advance. This is what, if you read it in the Message Bible, you, you, you understand. Verse 4. Let's go for it. Abracadabra. Lest happily, if... If they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Then it will be like, I've gone to boast and now I've come, I've been disgraced. That's why I'm preparing. But I know that you people, when it comes to giving, you just give. Verse 5. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren. Christmas is about giving. I know that last year you gave. But so that you don't disappoint me or disappoint us, I am, I'm, I, 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 am, I am exhorting you that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty whereof ye had noticed before. Ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not all as of covetousness. So he said, I'm sending somebody to prepare you. To prepare you in advance. To prepare you. Christmas is when we give for our orphanage. 
Christmas is when we give gifts to one another. So I'm, I'm preaching to you to prepare you. So that when that time comes, you give. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor carefully. And tell your neighbor, you are my partner for Christmas. Don't disappoint. Listen to the preaching well. Don't, don't fall asleep at this time. Please, your neighbor you are talking to is your neighbor for the Christmas exchanges, all right? Yeah, that's your neighbor. Yeah. Say amen. Say another amen. Yeah. Verse 6 is what we are looking for. Or if somebody has the message Bible, please give a, 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 a microphone. Read 1 to 5 for me. My gum is hurting today, so I'm actually struggling. Listen carefully in the message Bible so that you can see that I'm not coming up with a teaching. I'm reading the Bible. Jews. Yeah, you have Jews. If I wrote any more on this relief offering for the poor Christians, I'll be repeating myself. I know you are on board and ready to go. I've been bragging about you all through Macedonia province, telling them Achaia province has been ready to go on this since last year. Your enthusiasm by now has spread to most of them. Now I'm sending the brothers to make sure you are ready, as I said you would be, so my bragging won't turn out to be just so much hot air. If some Macedonians and I happen to drop in on you, and found you, you weren't prepared. You would all be pretty red-faced. You and us for acting so sure of ourselves. So to make sure there would be no slip up, mm -hmm. I've recruited these brothers as an advanced team to get you and your promised offering uh, all ready before I get there. I want you to have all the time you need to make this offering in your own way. I don't want anything forced or hurried at the last minute. Amen. So you can see that he's talking about giving and giving to one another. Amen. Now, in verse 6, he introduces us to, a, to types of givers that exist in the church. Number one, but this I say, he, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Hallelujah. So we meet giver number one. Those who sow sparingly. Those who sow what? Sparingly. Now what does it mean to sow sparingly? To sow sparingly. Or sparingly means, it's like when you have something to spare. When something is loose. When something is in the corner. It's like, oh, there's no use for this. Then we, you give it. Sparingly. Christmas is coming. People are going to give gifts that are sparing. Yeah, gifts that they gave you. They gave you four things last year. You could only use three. The fourth one, you couldn't find a use. You don't know what it's used for. You don't know whether it's a can opener, whether it's a spoon. Whether, you don't know what it is. You Some people give gifts like that. When you hold their gift, you wonder, what, what, do, what is this thing used for? 
you are going to recycle it, package it, write somebody's name, your unfortunate neighbor, write his name on it and give it to the person. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas, people are going to give expired baked beans. Baked beans that has expired, it's been in your cupboard the whole year. It has, you see that mark it causes on the shelf, the rust mark. Yeah, it has caused rust marks. When you take, you now, when you look at it, you think it's poisonous. You don't want to give it to your children. Then you give it to your neighbor as a Christmas gift. Do, do you want me to preach? I'm now starting the preaching. <laughs> the rest, they were like foundation to get me here. To, to give me a reason to get here. Yeah. We, of course, there will be times that you have things that you are not using. That you give out. Not because they are spoiled. Or because they are useless. Or because they are out of date. No. You are not using them. You give them out. But it's like. What you cannot use. One of the popular Christmas gifts is chocolate. There's one particular one. Ferrara. (laughs) Rocher. What are we going to do with Pharaoh? My gum is paining me today because of chocolate. And I have a pimple here because of chocolate. You are preparing a Christmas gift for me. You are bringing Ferrara Rocher. You want to cause more... (laughs) Look, stop buying those useless gifts. How much is uh, uh, Ferrara Rocher nowadays? Look... uh, there's a big one. That's what you buy for your husband. 160. Rather use it to buy data for the person. The person can use it for something profitable. Yeah. The person can use it for something good. But meanwhile, you are now using Ferrara. Ferrara is, well, she is the one with the nuts in it. Ne? When you, at a certain age, from like 40, don't be eating this Ferrara. You will see by the time it has gone to... <laughs> Hide in places that you can't remove. Every day you are holding a rope. I mean, it's like you are trying to. <laughs> I don't know whether you are sewing your teeth together or. Hey, it's because of all these Ferrara guys. Every day you have a floss. You are floss here. <laughs> because people bring useless gifts. Yes, yeah, sparing. It's like. Yeah, it's like the gift was not well taught. Many people come to church, they don't think of the offering they are going to give. They sit down. Then when it's offering time, they start to look in their pocket. Is there anything? Then they pull out their back pocket. Is there something? They pull out another one. Is there another nothing? Then they pull out this one. Oh, nothing. They pull out this one. Also nothing. Hey, where can money be again? Look behind their ear. No money. Look in their shoe. No money. Somewhere then suddenly they find a 10, a 10 cent coin then they give it yeah that's how, that's how many of us give offerings and it's the same way when we are giving a, a gift that's how we give it that's, that's, you'll be sitting we'll be sitting crazy. we are taking off you see you have given zim dollars money that they don't use anymore you have given it as an offering yeah I mean I've been somewhere where somebody has given uh, I don't know why you are looking around why, why do you make It's just a joke. Stop looking. I'm looking. Where is justice? He says Zim dollars. Well, why? Oh, please. You are making the church. You are turning the church into a prison. Why? I could.
have said Ethiopian coins. Why? Just one of them. He said, look, where's justice? Where's, why? Oh. <sighs> Are you not from Zim? You're close to the border, is that not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just crossed before they put their demarcation. That's, that's it. Please, I'm begging you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stop that. Okay. Can I preach? Clap for me so that I can preach, please. Stop that. Sparing gifts. Gifts that are not well thought out. My children started to think of what they are going to give to the person they choose for Christmas. About six weeks ago. Yeah. Six, about... Then later I found out I'm on their list. I showed them, me, this is what I want. Don't go and bring me any useless gift. I can't do anything. I was sitting in my house this week. They went to buy, brought it. I've seen it. I have it in my possession. I can start using it from tomorrow. Case closed. It's not, we are not going to hassle over useless gifts. Sparing gifts. Yeah. And we wonder you have used 73 times. It's even lost its tensile strength. You are now going to give it to somebody as a gift. Sparing gift. Pastor spare people give sparingly. They don't even think about it. They don't even think, how will it benefit the person I'm giving it to? They don't. They do not. Hmm. Love gives. When God wanted to show his love, he gave all that he had. All that, his best gift he gave. gave it. Number two, we have been here for too long. Our time is flying. Those who give bountifully. He says, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now, the measure that you give, you have read that scripture before, Luke, 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 Luke 6, 38. He said, give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down, shaking together. With the measure, measure which ye met out, it shall be meted unto you. How you give determines what you receive. There are people who give bounty. To give bountifully means to give in large quantities. Bountifully, large quantities. Bounty means a lot. Copious, big amounts. Give freely. There are people who give like that. Just give a lot. Become that type of giver. I said become that of giver. And mind you, big, big, big is an adjective. So it's relative. Your big may be my, 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 my bigger. It's but give bountifully. Proverbs eleven twenty four. Bible says there is there is there is that which scattered yet increaseth, and there is that which withholdeth more than is necessary, and tendeth and it tendeth. To poverty. Look, all these years that you have not been given anything, have you become rich? Has, has your withholding what you have made you rich? I said, has your withholding and keeping what you have, has it made you rich? If it has been rich, show me your riches. But Bible says that's the one who he's always giving. Yet he is increasing. Verse 25. 25, please. The liberal soul shall be made fat. 
and he that watereth shall be watered. Somebody who is liberal is somebody who gives freely. Bible says he shall be made fat. The word fat here is not gaining weight. The word fat is increasing. It's increasing. I put this, I think, on my status. Somebody commented, this is why I gained a lot of weight this morning. So I said, okay, big bear. The liberal soul, the person who is always giving. Some of you, the dresses you have, the dresses you have. Meanwhile, you are always sitting by your neighbor, same dress. Meanwhile, you know that, look, you are a 14, okay, you are a 12, okay, you are an 8, okay, okay, you are a 6, okay, let's not have any argument. You are a 6, and your neighbor is also a 6. When I said 14, some of the ladies, <gasps> so please, you are a 6. Brothers, learn, okay, when you have to, when they tell, what, what size do you think I am? Just play it safe, come to 6, 8. You go to 12, 14. You have, a, you, you have a problem you don't want to have. You know that, that the gluteus maximus has maximized, but just play it safe. Oh, you are a six. That's all. If you go and say 14, hmm. husbands, hear me, hear me. Tonight I'm having a, 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 a meeting with the married ones. If you are married, you can come for it. Um, 6 p.m. I'm going to talk about some of these things. Yeah. People, there are people who give liberal. I think there's another nice verse after this. Is there 26? I think so. Let's just read it. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. But blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. Yeah, than keeping it. Let's learn to give and let's learn to give bountifully. Yeah, let's learn to give. You must have somebody in mind that this Christmas you will be a blessing to. And don't say, I'll be a blessing to my child, my son, my son and my daughter. That's your responsibility. I said that one is your what? Responsibility. You give to somebody. This type of giving is to somebody who you don't owe anything to the person. Yeah. Me, I was planning to buy a lot of things for Luke. I'll buy it for Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I'll give it to them. And that I'll be satisfied. They are your children. They are your children. Give to them. It's your responsibility. I'm talking about people that you, don't, you won't get anything in return from them. So that God himself will be a blessing to you. Your father who sees in secret will bless you openly. Yeah. Bound to. Next one. Verse 7. I close with verse 7. It says, Hey, 7, 9, 7. Corinthians, Corinthians 9, say, our original script. Don't laugh, we just give through the scripture. Every man, he's talking about that, he said, every man according as he purposed in his heart. So, your heart must be part of what you are doing. Not something, oh, hey, they say what? Take. No. 
your heart must be in it. Then he said, let him give, not grudgingly. There are people who give, but they give grudgingly. They give, what, what does it mean to give gradually or what to do something? It means as you are doing the thing, you are memoring, you are complaining. Last week they took an offering for Thanksgiving. Those week they said they are taking an offering for orphanage. Last week they said they are taking an offering for ANC. The next week they said they are taking an offering for EFF. What are you saying? Oh, nothing. As soon as we have money to be given to everybody, every time they give oh, sister, what? Nothing. Oh, no, no, no. I was just, I was just thinking, uh, no, I know, nothing, nothing. Listen, when it comes to giving, giving is not enough if you don't do it willingly. Isaiah 1, 20, the Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, sometimes obedience is not enough. There must be, obedience must be willing. There must be a willing obedience. If you are going to give, give willingly, not gradually. eh? No. It doesn't benefit anybody. And, And most especially, it doesn't benefit you. Hallelujah. It doesn't benefit you. At all, when you are giving and as you are giving, you are not, you are not happy that you are giving. It's like, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there are people like that. Saying, so oh, give, be a blessing to this person. This week, I realized one of my pastors didn't have a Macarius 60. I said, call all the pastors. Let them help us to buy a Macarius 60 for this pastor. That's all. Do it willingly, but not. Eh? But when I was saving to buy my prayer day, they didn't do a, a bonanza to help me to buy. Now that they have waited exactly, exactly the day that I finished buying my, they said we should all bring some money to buy for for this brother. Even me that I've paid some of it, I shall be the one that they must help to finish. In that house, more shall be given. <laughs> Willingly. I said what? Winning nearly. Yeah, give winning nearly. Hallelujah. I said what? Winning nearly. Which is willingly. Not grudgingly. Small thing that you will do, you will, be, you will grumble. Sometimes people are doing something for, sometimes even wives, just make some small something, you grumble like a witch. Then don't make it. I said, don't do what? Don't make it. Because it does, there's no blessing in it. Grumble every day. You say, pap. Then when I came home, now you say, you want jollof. Don't know how difficult it is to make jollof. Before you make jollof, you have to make the jollof before you make the loaf. Do you think it's easy? Oh, small thing, small thing that you will do. If somebody were to come in to make it, you start grumbling also. Yeah. You start grumbling also. You are a sole contractor for the project. Get to it. You want the tender for that project. Get to it. You applied for it. You won the bid. Get to it. Yeah. Willingly. 
talking, the small thing that you do, you be talking, you make a, some people gamble with their face. You make a face. A small Christmas gift that you give to a neighbor, you have to make a face. Please, don't even give. Don't even give it. And make a face. When the neighbor sees the face, see me afraid to receive the gift. Hey. Sure. Small Ferrara, Ferrara Rocher or whatever you are going to give. There are only six of it inside. You make a face to give the Ferrara or Ferrara. I don't even know what the name is. Next one, let's go on, let's go on, let's go <laughs> Do all things without memories and complaining. Yeah. When you are doing something, do it without memory. Do it without complaining. Do it without disputing. That's how you get the blessing of God. Number, number four of my list of five. Not of necessity. Verse seven. It says... Not gradually, or of necessity. People who give out of necessity. It's like pressure. It's like, oh, the way Bishop was talking was close to my lane, so I couldn't even think by the time I realized I've given my rent as the, as the offering, please. It doesn't bring a blessing. If you're under pressure to give, don't give. Anything you are under pressure to do is more likely that you shouldn't do it. Pressure. You say, because when Bishop started the preaching, he mentioned my name at the beginning. You see. So when he mentioned my name, immediately my heart started to beat like, you know, when you watch the cartoons, when they had that. Yes, my heart was beating like that. So when he said about giving, I was afraid he's going to mention my name again. Then it's. So I want to give. No, no. It's not a good attitude to. And there are people who give like that. Give to impress the neighbor. Give to impress the wife. Give to impress the pastor. No, don't give like that. Don't give like that. There are people, me as the pastor of the church, they come and tell pastor, I want to sow a seed. I said, don't sow a seed. You are not in the season to sow seeds. Don't sow any seed. Go home and feed your children. Yeah, me, me, here. Not in China, here. Do not. You don't have, don't feel pressure as Bishop is standing. The way I'm tall also, sometimes it's daunting and it's intimidating. Wait till you experience Pastor Zolili on the stage. <laughs> yeah, so it's daunting, so you can't easily feel pressure. No. Pressure shouldn't, no. You should, you, you should purpose in your heart and prepare for it. Prepare for it. Prepare for it. And my last one as we close. For God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. The final one I want to talk about today. Next week we continue is cheerful givers. Cheerful There are people who give cheerfully. Happily. A cheerful giver is somebody who is happy they have even the opportunity to give. Happy they have a chance to give. Happy they have the opportunity to give. Some of you would have been angry if I had called you here to use you for that example and it's your hundred rands that went. You would have been bored with me. I would need 31, 31 calendar days to pacify you. 
Yeah, 31, Pastor Speedway. 31 calendar days, which is the, the month of December. To pacify you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, 22 working days. Yeah. Say amen. Zoo, say amen. Uh-huh. You thought I had forgotten your name. This is just to remind you that I still know your name. Yeah. Cheerfully. Anytime I have an opportunity to give to somebody, I feel happy. I feel blessed. I feel so happy. I feel so blessed that I have an opportunity. Hey, Pastor, if that's the case, I'm going to create an opportunity for you to be happy. Bishop, let me make you happy. <laughs> no. Happy. When you get a chance to be happy. Be excited. Be a cheerful. When it comes to giving to God, God loves it when we give to him cheerfully. Our attitude when we give is even more important to God than even the amount that we give. I tell you this story and I close. There was this church member that I used to help with, 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 with. With, with her rent many years ago. Her rent was 600 rands. So sometimes when I have money, I give her 800. Sometimes when I give her 1,000. Now when I give her that money, she'll take her rent, pay her tithe, then she'll put a portion aside. Then I'll be sitting there, no, then she'll come with an envelope. She's coming to give me an offering. So when I look at it, I say, this money is my money. <laughs> One day I open the, usually when people give me offerings, I don't open the envelope in front of them. Yeah. But this, this time I opened the envelope in front of them. When I took out, the, it was 20 rands. When I took out the 20 rands, I said, this 20 rands is my 20 rands. Originally it belonged to me. I said, if you like, let's check the, the serial number. It belongs to me. Do you know what she said to me? She said, Pastor, the moment you gave the money to me, it became my money. Yeah. And I'm taking from my money and I'm giving you an offer. Yeah. This girl used to be somebody who used to give me offerings regularly, without fail, almost monthly. I said, almost monthly. Anytime the money comes, it's from my money. I, I look, I can even write sign my signature on the notes I can easily find one of them with my signature on it but the mind is I, it, I, I, it's not, I'm not too poor to give I'm not too poor to give I'm not too poor many of us have a mind we are too poor to give so when it's time to give either we do not give or we give grudgingly yeah we keep gradually. We keep gradually. We keep. I have a friend of mine. When when I travel to the country he is at, he tells me, "I live here. You don't live here. So when you are with me, you don't spend money. I spend money. Yeah. Once you come where I am, unless you are with somebody. But if you are with me, I live. When I he said to me, the day I come to South Africa." That's how you will see how much I know how to chop money. You wait. <laughs> yeah. 
And any time I travel there, take me out for lunch, take, I mean, all kinds of things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to give. That's it. But many of us have, I told me, I don't have anything. I'm very broke. I'm, very, I'm the chairman of the Broke People's Association. I can't give anything. Look. Resign from that committee. I said resign from that committee. Resign from the poor people's committee. And actually poverty, it starts from the mind. That's why the Bible says a poor man's wisdom is despised. It starts from up here. It starts from up here. If you can get over it, you and I can become cheerful givers. People who are always looking for an opportunity, ready to seize an opportunity to give something. I pray as we go through this series that God will develop each and every one of us so that we will all become bountiful givers and cheerful givers. Bountiful givers and cheerful givers. Now in the chapter before I close with this one, he talks about the people of Macedonia. They were very broke. I'll come to this next week, but I just want to do something quickly. They were very broke, yet they gave. In verse 4, Paul said, Moreover, brethren, we do not wait the grace of God be so much. Verse 2, on the churches of Macedonia, verse 2. How that in a great trial of affliction, of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. So this we can already see. The Bible itself calls them poor. It's not that they say they are poor. The Bible says that they are poor. For in their power I bear record here and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. Verse 4. Praying for us with much entreaty that we should receive a gift. The poor people were begging them that please, we want to give you a gift and take upon us the fellowship of ministering to the saints, which is giving to the saints. Verse 5. For this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own self. To the Lord and unto us by the will of God. These people were poor, very poor, but they beg. We give us a chance to also give something. Give us a chance to also give something. Give us a chance. We know it's more blessed to give than to receive. Give us a chance to give. Then, when they got to the time of giving, they first gave themselves before they even gave anything themselves. They gave themselves. There are types of offering you can give. You can give your substance. Bible says, um, honor the Lord with your substance. So you can give yourself, which is your money. Your, you can also give yourself to God and to the work of God. I've given myself to the work of God since I finished university many years ago. Today I'm going to make an altar call for people who have a dream and a desire to be missionaries. To be me, to give yourself for mission work, whether local or international. I'm going to make an altar call for it when I finish preaching. People to give yourself. I want to give myself for the work of God. Whatever capacity it comes. I'll make that altar call now.
they gave themselves before they gave their gift. May we become people who are looking for an opportunity to give a gift. To give a gift. I pray for everybody under the sound of my mother that stinginess that stinginess that comes from the devil for which we never we never get the blessing of God to come to us will be broken today in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands, just pray for yourself right now, wherever. You know the way you are. I don't know the way you are, but pray for yourself right now. You know your state. Maybe you are in the grudging givers. Maybe you are in the people who give out of necessity. Maybe you are in the people who sow the well, the wind. Maybe you are in the people who only receive. I only receive. I only receive. I only receive. Give me sasa. Give me sasa. Maybe you are in that group. Pray for yourself right now that God should help you have the faith to translate from somebody who only receives, yes. somebody who shows nothing, to become somebody who also gives, yes. who gives bountifully, who gives cheerfully, whether it's in offerings to God, whether it's in giving to your neighbor, whether it's in giving, helping other people, that you will readily give. Yes, Lord. Yes. You will readily give. Yes, Lord. Father, have mercy on us. Help me, Lord. And help us. Help me, Lord. Have mercy on us. Help us. Have mercy on us. Help us. Have mercy on us. And help us. Have mercy on have us, mercy Lord. On us. Have mercy help on us, Lord. Help us to become givers. To become help givers, us Lord. to become cheerful, cheerful givers. Let us not give gradually. Yes, Lord. Let us not give out of necessity. Yes, Lord. Lord let us not give sparingly, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, O God. Help us, Lord. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Stand to your feet.
we bless you in Jesus name Amen now listen up I'm going to do three things okay the first one I've already done I said your neighbor is your partner for Christmas exchange of gifts if you know you are going to travel make sure your gift is ready and under the Christmas tree so that when your neighbor comes to church on Christmas day they don't go empty handed hallelujah amen. amen wonderful so that we have done who doesn't have a neighbor you didn't get a neighbor no hold your neighbor's hand so that you are sure you have a neighbor uh-huh. like not hold, corona we don't hold hands but like let's know who your neighbor so we know the person who doesn't have a neighbor who doesn't have a neighbor you don't have a neighbor Rasta, you don't have a neighbor. Uh, your neighbor is right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't have a neighbor? Please don't move. I mean, you are trying to move to get another neighbor. The one that is by you is your neighbor like that. Johnny, that's your neighbor, right? Powerful. Who, who, who? Who? Lutendo. Ah, but Lutendo, dear. We are all your neighbor. We are all your neighbor. Ah. Lutendo is a local match. We are all your neighbor. That's all. Lutendo, you don't have a problem. Your, your neighbor is escaping. Oh, really? <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's one. So that's sorted. Powerful. Now listen up. Also, in December, usually, we take a special offering which we use to support our orphanage. As a church, we have an orphanage. We look after um, parentless children. Alright? So we take a special offering. Now these we are bringing, envelopes are coming around now. Everybody who has heard me preach this word, take an envelope and give a special offering towards it. We are collecting it from now till the end of the year. So even if you have your offering now, you can, but now it's likely to be a, an offering that is given sparingly. Do you get it? But give a good offering towards this orphanage so that a, a child somewhere can have a Christmas present. A child somewhere can have something to eat for Christmas. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then after this, I'll make my final call. Then we are done. We are done. Play something for us.
for orphanage, all right? You can do it now, you can do it later, all right? But don't bring it plain. Even if you bring it plain, we can mistake it for your tithe, Ben MP, any other offering. But we want this offering to go to the orphanage. Say amen. Wonderful. Finally, you are here. You want to give your life for the use of God, to become a missionary. Okay, I'm going to do this altar call for a number of Sundays, okay? To become a missionary in South Africa, in the rest of the world, in whatever capacity available, you have such dreams. I want you to come to me now. You feel that, look, I can be a missionary. Come, 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 come. Come quickly, come quickly. this call I pray let your presence your power be upon them in Jesus name let them be faithful to this call in the name of Jesus amen listen up immediately after the service don't say hello to your neighbor anybody as soon as you finish sharing the grace meet me downstairs I don't want you to change your mind after your neighbor said I was surprised to see you going for it you know after all the times that you have been sinning, you are saying you are going to be what? Mission what? Please, 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 please. Stop that rough there. So, immediately after the service, when we close, this is, Yvonne, this is my first meeting, okay? And it will be short. I don't have so much to say. Short, just to make sure. If you can move from here to my office, it means that you are at least a little serious. It's not just a witch. It's not out of necessity. It's not my daunting height. Do, do you get it? Uh-huh. Powerful. Father, thank you. Please go back to your seat. So as you can see, we have not written your name. We have not taken your phone number. We will know if you are serious if you come downstairs. Okay. Uh-huh. Hula hoop. You jump the first hoop. Then we know you are serious. Me not. I thought you said you wanted to go to Indonesia to be a missionary. You are here. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Please pray with me. I want to receive Jesus. If you are here like that, please lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. I don't want to go to hell when I die. No movement, no talking, no chatting, nothing. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. Please pray with me. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Pastor, please. Pray with me. Pray with me. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. My sister, is your hand up or your hand is down? Please. I don't want any that I'm not sure. Let's all pray this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and he rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together and you may be seated, please. God is turning the church into a church of givers. Yeah. If we learn to give, giving will be easy for us. Amen. 
Wonderful. So it's, a time, it's time to demonstrate your faith and understanding of the word. Take out your offering for today. Your offering for... Have we taken an offering? Our second offering? Yeah, so take it out, please. You're paying your tithes. Come, let me pray with you. Take Paying your tithes today. Come, let me pray with you. Come, let me pray with you. Your tithes. Also, if you're giving your Ben MP offering, come, let me pray with you. Join them. Let me pray with you. Ben MP. Tithes. Ben, tithe in front, Ben MP at the back. Okay. Tithe in front, Ben MP behind. Wonderful. Father, thank you for these tithe payers. Bless them. Open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. What's the, where's the offering? Hold up, hold up. Where are you taking the tithe to? Electronic. Okay, please. I thought you were paying the tithe to yourself. Ben MP. This is Ben MP. Where is the Ben MP? Um, please give it to the to the to the lady who's nodding here. This one. Powerful. Also lift up your offering. Let's pray. Father, thanks for these offerings. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Ashes, please collect the offerings quickly. Thank you very much. G.
very beautiful song. Let, let, me, let me use, let me use uh, the, the, okay, it's okay, it's okay, because of tomorrow. Because tomorrow, no, because tomorrow will come after today. <laughs> Let's leave. But this is one of the most beautiful carols. Yeah, very sweet, very solemn, very beautiful. Yeah. Make sure you are here next Sunday. Look, we are turning up in big style, I'm telling you. It will be rough, I'm telling you. It will be nice, we will be happy. And the carols and everything. God willing, Lady Pastor Della will be here. So it's going to be happy. It's going to be joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.